everybody, welcome back to Cover B Key Issues. We got issues, yes we do, they are key. How about you? I don't think that's how that cheer goes, but I'll right. pitch it at the next community PTA yeah. meeting. Hey. T, have I ever told you about my family? Yeah, I've met them. Uh, like, play along? <laughs> no, tell me about your family. <laughs> Well, you see, growing up, I was raised by my second cousin, thrice removed, after my parents were killed in a horrible plane accident. Oh. It wasn't flying. There was just a plane, and it fell over on top of them. Oh. Uh, okay. Well, I found out later that they actually went to space as part of a secret mission uh, for NASA. Which, of course, stands for Nerds Against Severe Atrocities. Uh, so they went to space, they came back, and I was like, yay, my parents are back. Turns out they were cyborgs the whole time. Cyborg clones of my parents that my aunt unleashed upon me out of jealousy. Why were you raised by your second cousin thrice removed if you also had an aunt available? She's a bitch. Oh, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> Psych, none of that is true. <gasps> How'd you go in there for a second? Whoa. No, nah, both my parents are alive. My aunt isn't a bitch, and I don't even know if I have a second cousin twice, thrice. Thrice removed. removed. Uh, and my family... Life is actually really nice. Good, really nice. <laughs> yeah. no, it's actually pretty good. Things are good. Anyway, what I was masterfully <laughs> building for you was an example of what we're here to talk about today. Uh huh. I, yeah. It was so believable. I if was I sound drunk, I'm not. I had a lot of Indian food, so I'm a bit lethargic. <laughs> Have big lunch. <laughs> anyway, what we wanted to talk about today is the nature of family and a lot of storytelling. Yes. Um, anytime we go down these like storytelling and writing rabbit holes, I like to preface with, obviously, all of these things boil down to quality of writing. Of you course. Know, you, even though we make suggestions, they can still be done poorly if poorly written. The things we're talking about changing can be done well with quality writing. We're not inherently saying that, you know, doing one way or the other is going to make it infinitely better or anything like that. You still need to be, you need to build a solid narrative. So that preamble's out of the way. Uh, we were watching the Miss Marvel series, which yes. we didn't do an episode on, but if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's phenomenal. It's spectacular. It's amazing. Um, and the thing that stood out to us is how healthy her home life is. Yeah. How normal and relatable and pleasant. And obviously there's, you know, the occasional bit of I'm the parent, do what I say, or I'm the child. Why don't you give me any freedom? But by and large, it's a family that loves each other. Mm -hmm. It's a very solid family dynamic. She has a lot of support from her immediate family. 
Uh, she has support from extended family. Uh, there is some turmoil, but it doesn't go very far beyond kind of just standard teenage stuff. Yeah, it's you just know, angst. Your mom disagrees with your hobby, or your dad's worried that your outfit's too revealing, or something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, just basic teenage issues. Um, And, you know, what we see in comics specifically, and superheroes specifically, is that is incredibly rare. Yeah. You know, you think about your big, well-known superheroes, your Peter Parker's. Your, your Bruce, Bruce Wayne's. Wayne's, your Kal-El's, your et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And even the ones that have living parents, you find a lot of stories that are like, you know, this character has a dad who is actually a criminal and he comes back later in their life and is trying to manipulate them. Or this person's mom is suffering some from some sort of mental thing and is thrown away in an asylum, you know. Yeah. Or, I, you know, even just simply down to this person goes home after a day of adventuring and or, you know, heroing and they're one of their parents is an absolute drunk or abusive or verbally abusive or they have a sibling who's a criminal or something, you know? Yeah. Looking at you, Hellcat. <laughs> With the strained relationship with your mom. I mean, I learned... I Did you know that apparently uh, Bruce Banner's dad was mm-hmm. horribly abusive and, like, killed his mom in front of him yep. and ended up in an insane asylum, and it was, like, a whole nightmare. Yep, I didn't know that, but that checks <clears throat> out. And it's weird, too, because even characters that sometimes have healthy parent relationships don't have healthy parent relationships. Like... For instance, your favorite Kal-El. Because you talk about Kal-El as his parents got blowed up with his planet. But there was never a time where Clark Kent did not have or know loving, supportive parents. Mm-hmm. He always had Martha. Yeah. His, you know, it's... it's Why would you say that name? <laughs> exactly. It's weird in the context of Superman how it's always like the trauma of losing his parents... But that's implying, you know, to some extent, that all kids of a, of adoption, it's the trauma of that original parent loss. Think, but if um, you never lived through it, like, he, yeah, you know, he was a teeny tiny baby. Superman's trauma, like familial trauma, I think extends to more of a, like, more of a universal family kind of vibe. Right. Like, that whole, like... We're all one big Earth family kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) he's the last of the Kryptonians. Right. Which he's not, but. He's not. I feel like more and more of them come out of the woodwork every friggin' year, but, you know. There's a lot of Kryptonians. (laughs) Yeah. He's kind of like, the build of his drama was like, I'm the last of my kind. Oh my God. But you also have loving parents and a beautiful farm to go home to. Yeah, right. <laughs> In a world where you're able to be Superman, so right. Anyway, um, so I don't know. And again, we're not saying inherently that every story about family trauma bad. We're we're just saying that you know it's it's refreshing. It's it's nice to have a character 
that has this stable family. And I think the, the knee-jerk reaction is that, I don't know, I guess it's, if we take away the family, we take away a support net, we take away, we give them something to fight for. Like, a lot of people's family deaths are, you know, I mean, obviously Bruce Wayne's, Uncle Ben is the same way. Like, they're used, they're they're fridged to motivate the character into becoming a superhero. It forces they're, independence in action. They are where the motivation comes from. And I think, you know, it's easy to look and say, you know, if my father figure dies and is like, go be a superhero, son, then I'm probably going to use my newfound powers to help people. Right. You know, if my parents are gunned down in an alleyway, I'm going to have a vendetta against criminals, you know what I mean? Instead of <laughs> going to therapy. Uh, <laughs> you know, it it it's easy to see that as a trajectory point. Right. But like done well, the same could be done with living family. Yeah. You know, we especially like if we look at Peter Parker, if we use Peter Parker as kind of a point of reference for this. A lot of his more modern stories have been about protecting the ones he currently cares about. Mm -hmm. You know, as opposed Absolutely. to just continuing this Uncle Ben died and I, you know, could have stopped it kind of thing. Like, instead of just continuing that specific point of trauma, he uses the people in his life to motivate him to go forward. And you can do that with a character with a living family like that in and of itself is motivation enough not to say you know even further like that's not including like the amount of inspiration or motivation that they get if their family knows what they're doing the amount of kind of like hurrah go do it and support you know support that they get from that uh i don't know it's just it's it's refreshing to see, and I'd like to see more of it. I think it's interesting because in a lot of YA fiction, whether it's, you know, comics or if it's literature or if it's Disney movies, for a long time, I feel like the ploy of, oh, the parents are dead, a la a Frozen or, you mm. know, any of number of these things, Cinderella. Like, I feel like a lot of it was... To build a relationship with the audience, like, do you often feel alone? Like, parents just don't understand? This person doesn't even have parents. Like, very, very YA survival book type thing. That type of motivation of, like, you could see yourself in them because you also feel alone. Because being mm -hmm. a teen is hard. And what I think is nice is that in the more modern setting, it's only been relatively recently that we've had things like the Miles Morales. Like, the Miss Marvel. Like from a wider perspective, like a Moana, for instance, that has a supportive, loving family, yeah. but still has to do things independently and, and learn how to grow while still having that support behind them. Mm -hmm. And I think what's really nice about that is that such a much, it's a much healthier way to show and relate to your audience than being like, you feel alone, they're really alone. Instead, it's more like, you feel alone, they feel alone, but like you both have families, so you should learn to lean on them. Like, yeah. it's a better way to 
bridge that gap and a better way to kind of like build that relationship with your audience because it's just healthier. It's it's instead of leaning into the negative, it's leaning into the opportunity of the positive. And I feel like that's huge. And I'm really proud of comics and Disney and, you know, the more modern sensibilities of writers being like, removing family doesn't make things less complicated. If anything, it just limits the perspective on on how people can view it. Because like, if you have a great relationship with your family, how am I supposed to necessarily like instantly be like, oh yeah, that would suck. I yeah. totally get it. And I mean, having, <laughs> having a close knitted family structure that was <laughs> it's rewind time having a closely knit family structure which i think sounds better it does anyway um getting them families ender uh <laughs> gives you an additional group of closely connected side characters that you can pull narratives from absolutely you know and while it again is is easy to be like okay well we need a new story you know we're on issue 47 let's make his sister a vampire fine but like it doesn't always have to be that you know but at the very least having a character have a close relationship, a close, healthy relationship with their mom, their dad, their siblings, gives you sources for more stories. As the old saying goes, Ohana means family, and family means a bunch of extra people in the side that you can milk narratives out of. <laughs> it's true. I mean, there's so often, it, it's funny because you watch it happen where in these stories where they don't have the familial ties, you end up having to develop other people, oftentimes parental figures, to fill in that gap and yeah. add more stories. Looking at you, Alfred. Like, <laughs> well, and, and Aunt May. Like, and, and a lot of times it's the family. We just bring family back. Yeah. They you know what I mean? You're appearing like, again. oh, you have a brother you didn't know about. You know what I mean? Like, oh, hey, your mom who you thought was dead is actually alive yeah. and here she is, you know, and it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's, it's like, again, you know, it's not saying all these stories are all these stories without family or about tragic families or anything. It's bad. They can be done well. It's just refreshing to see good families. You know what I mean? It's, it's interesting to me. It, it was interesting to me experiencing Miss Marvel, and it was the same when I read the original run of Miss Marvel. I felt the same thing. Yeah. And so watching the show, it kind of revived this in me, uh, which is why I wanted to talk about it. It's just like, it's super refreshing to see, and it's weird that it's that uncommon. You know what I mean? In super yeah. people books, it's just really weird how uncommon it is for people to just have kind of like a supportive... You know, you even have Miles. Miles is a really close example. Yeah. But he's got all that drama with his uncle. Right. You know what I mean? And while that drama is done well and really hits home for, like, the point of Miles' story. You know what I mean? Like, it really helps his character. Right. It's still, you know, even though he's got a great relationship with his mom and dad, you know, he's got a little baby sister now. You know, like, he's got this great at-home structure. There's still familial stuff kind of tugging at him. Right. And 
it worked. It worked absolutely well. It was a really good foil to Peter Parker. Right. But it's just more of the same. It's more like we have to connect the family some way to like turmoil in order to push the character into this life. And it is, you know, it's weird trying to find the motivation for a person to put on a costume and risk their life all the time. But when you look at a character that like, there is no question that Kamala Khan is just an incredibly good person. Yeah. Because she doesn't have these sort of like weird, like this person died. Now I feel obligated to do this kind of things. She's not in it for vengeance. She's not in it because of loss. She's in it because she wants to do it because it's the right thing to do with her powers. Right. And know? it's and it's it's a hundred percent too, like so oftentimes it kind of feels like they have to they try to kill off these parents or they try to isolate the characters from family so that they have that that they're special kind of vibe. Like, you know, Joe Schmo with a healthy family may not have been Spider Man, but Peter Parker already had so much less to lose. Like mm. and and at the end of the day, it was still weird circumstance that he got bit by a spider, but like it felt more destined because he'd already struggled so much he'd already lost so much so of course he's gonna be a spider-man whereas kamala she's just she's just a girl yeah exactly i mean she's just a girl she's just living life she's just existing going to school and aside from the instance in when she becomes an inhuman in the comics and theoretically an x-men in the show <laughs> she's a um <laughs> I heard that. Um, other than that, she doesn't have really a reason why she has to use her power. She doesn't have a reason why she couldn't just continue living her existence, being yeah. a normal person. Her powers are in addition to. And I think, like you said, that's one of the coolest things is that when you give powers to people that are otherwise just normal people, one of two things happen. They either, or I guess three things. They either use them for good because they're good people, they use them for bad, because they're bad people, or they don't use them at all, because why would they? There are mm. so many instances that people are like, I would love to be a superhero. Most people know you wouldn't, because the minute, most people don't like the experience of finding fame. Most people don't like the experience of being something special, or yeah. being in the public eye, or losing their anonymity. Like, most people are perfectly content to live quiet lives with the people they love, and just go about their day. Yeah. And most people, if they got powers but didn't have to use them, didn't feel this, like, urgent need to be a hero or have vengeance or all of these things, if they just had a normal life and then were given powers, it'd be like, well, I might periodically use this to make sure I don't miss the bus, but I'm not going to go run out and try to risk my life for nonsense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's what makes it cool that now you're getting characters who are actually becoming heroes of their own merit, of the own quality of their personality. Yeah. And to be fair, like you mentioned this earlier, and originally I was kind of just lumping soups into the familial trauma. Right. Because his family's dead. Exploded. But <laughs> really, he kind of falls into the same thing as Kamala. Because like he does have a good family. And he accepts, you know, the Kents. Right. As his family. Yep. Like, they are his ma and pa. It's true. And. Martha. 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 <laughs> um, never 
stop doing that every time I hear you. <laughs> um, but he's very much the same. Like, he has a good life. He has a good family. He's yeah. got a supportive family. He doesn't have... He's not becoming a super person. And it depends. There are some origins of him where he, like... His dad sends him a video message and is like, you need to use your powers to protect the Earth. His dad's Obi-Wan Kenobi, apparently. <laughs> um, well, I mean, nowadays in comics, his dad's alive again? Yeah, but anyway, uh, you know, so different origins have a different take on this, but for the most part, he's just doing it because he has the ability to, and it's the right thing to and do. Because the, Ken's raised him right! <laughs> you know. And it kind of makes you wonder, like, I, I, this is probably a different key issues for a different day, but doesn't that kind of make those super people the better super people? Spoiler alert! Yes! Like, when you have <clears throat> Batman who's basically started doing Batman stuff because he, because therapists weird him out, apparently... You know, as a way of dealing with his trauma, he's going to go, like, fight crime. And it kind of just feels like now he does it just because. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, he's like, oh, this is what I'm already doing, so I might as well keep doing it. It's, and It's true. But then you have these super people that are like, I could have a perfectly normal life if I wanted to. I don't owe anybody <laughs> anything, but... Here I go. I'm right out there with you guys. You know what I mean? I mean, that's 100% the case, though, right? Like, if you compare Superman and Batman, if you ask anybody in the Justice League, who do you trust more, Superman or Batman? Who do you think they're going to say? <laughs> There's so many instances where Batman is depicted as kind of a bad guy. Like, there's the ongoing joke of he doesn't kill anybody, but does he? Mm -hmm. You know, and then you look at Spider-Man and... The crushed lung and pneumonia killed him. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, even even Chip Starsky, Chips Ahoy, has recently made it that, like, you know, canonically Spider-Man done killed somebody. Mm -hmm. It wasn't intentionally, but he's fast and loose, too. Like, yeah, yeah. the heroes that do it because they have an external motivation beyond doing the right thing and being a good person... They're not always straight and narrow. And I think that's a huge part of this, right? Like, the characters... That's one of the reasons why we argue that, you know, Miles might be a better Spider-Man than Peter. Mm -hmm. Because he does things for the right reasons. And Kamala does, too. And these heroes that do it because they can, not because they have to, or because yeah. they feel like they should, they do a better job. They're more trustworthy. They're better people. There's a book from, I think, like, the 80s. Where Spider-Man absolutely just randomly kills some chick. <laughs> he's like it. fighting. I don't know if he's fighting Wolverine or something. Someone is making him think the person he's punching is Wolverine. So oh, he Lord. punches it as hard as he would punch Wolverine. Oh, God. But it's just a normal person. Oh, God. So she straight up dies. And Wolverine's like, it's okay. It's okay, bub. It happens, bub. That's... Sometimes, bub. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta let loose, bub. That means there's, like, multiple dead people at the hands of Spider-Man. Yeah. Because the one that Chip introduced was some, like, random dude in France. Yeah. It's just funny to me that we don't, like, there's still all these stories about, like, no, I can't kill nobody. I'm Spider-Man. And it's like, oh. Mm -hmm. 
Which is nice because it's but one I, of the reasons know. why he is who he is now is because he kind of has and he's like, you can't, I'm, I'm keeping my eye on you. You can't be a bad guy because I'm a bad guy inside. I am deep, <laughs> deep down. I'm dark. My dark twisted mind. Um, oh, Peter. <laughs> anyway, you know, it, tra- it is true that trauma is an excellent motivator for a character. But I, you know, it's nice to from time to time not have characters motivated by that. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have characters that have a support net to fall back on, a family to help a family to guide guide and motivate and you know having people in your life that you care about can be as much of a motivation as someone's dying wish you know and i mean it doesn't always have to be vengeance or uh you know recompense it can just be hey i want to make this world a better place for these people you know give young people positive representation of how to be good people just because exactly <laughs> the end Ta-da! so yeah and if you haven't checked out miss marvel check it out oh my god it's go watch it probably my favorite of the disney plus stuff. i think it is definitely uh, mine too so far uh this episode is being recorded before she hulk comes out so that could change but i you know it won't change the fact that miss marvel is amazing so miss marvel is fantastic I used to be real hardcore mm-hmm. into WandaVision, and it has since been tainted. True. Miss Marvel all the way. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want more episodes of Cover B, you can find them on our website, coverbpodcast.com. That's right. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can do so for extra interesting things and tidbits and, and previews and, and notes and things at Cover B Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So I hope everyone has a great rest of their day. Call that family member that's been bugging you to call them. Uh, and don't mention the name Martha around the wrong people. Martha! And just keep living life. Live, live cool. Live easy. And we'll catch you on the flippy. If that's what kids say these days. It's not. Cool. As always, <laughs> I have been Chris... This has been T. It's true. And you have been listening to Cover Cover B. B. Bye, everybody.